Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome to Fan Bros. Welcome, internets. Welcome to another episode of Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. Welcome, everyone. This is your boy, DJ Ben-Hameen. I'm in the house tonight alongside my partner, Chico Leo. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back in back in the chair. I got the headphones back on. I'm ready to talk about Game of Thrones and Iron Man, all kinds of stuff. All right. Good to see you, Chico. Welcome good back. Good to see you, too. Thank you. Alongside, of course, we have the mass curmudgeon himself, nah, I'm, Captain uh, WP. Nah, I'm, I'm going to change it again. Change it again? Yeah. What's, yeah. what's your new hand? They, didn't even, uh, they never even got to hear Captain WP. Yeah, I never heard that. Uh, It's now the human spoiler. Nice. Human spoiler. Yeah, Mr. Like Gives that. No Fucks himself. Right. Matt Raz. Right. Welcome, Matt Raz. How you doing, sir? I'm, I'm great. The only thing that will make it better is a skateboarding dog, Ben. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can't have a state pointing dog every episode, though. You yeah. know, yeah. that that would spoil the fans too much. Mm. Anyway, it's been a big week for the fan bros, Chico. It has been a big week. We uh, we 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 broke through to the big time this week. Yeah, you know, moving on up. Right, Inter- got, got a piece of the pie. TV sensation, fan bros. Oh yeah, you know, what I mean, TV stars, right? You know, impresarios. So uh, yeah, this week we uh, we were on a Rise TV uh, talking about uh, diversity. What you comments. were on a Rise TV this week? Oh we, wait, you didn't hear Matt? We no, were. what channel is a Rise TV on? In uh, New York is not, but you can oh. catch it on the internet. And, oh, and, on the, worldwide? Worldwide. So it's, all, it's everyone's. It's, it's everywhere. It's bigger than it, TV. But it's on TV in uh, something like 35 countries in Africa, Europe, and Britain. And Houston, mm. Texas. My mom watches down there. A- anywhere they have USB core. Or I'm sorry, not you. Fuck it. Internet. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the, there is a TV network. There are people watching it on their TVs somewhere. Uh, Almost got that joke right. Anybody with an HDMI cable can there watch a Rise TV. There we go. TV. Get it together. And some people with TVs, with TV antennas. Awesome. So, so so, what happened on there? You guys were, uh, what, what did they have you talk about? Well, we were interviewed by a man named Shannon Lanier. A man a man named Shannon yes. Lanier. A man named Shannon. An, an Irishman? No, actually a black man. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Lola. What up, Shannon? Oganaki. Oganaki. Yes. The most beautiful and intelligent and funny Lola Oganaki, I must say. Who we did think that of, her, of all the Lola Oganaki, we, we did think <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, that all twenty of them. She had uh, Power Girls hairdo at one point. We noticed that. Definitely did. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, we went on there, Matt, and we distrust diversity in comics and film and media. You know, they sat us down for a quick fifteen-minute segment. Yeah, it was pretty good. I think we expressed ourselves pretty well. Right, represented I mean, the fan bros. Absolutely, they. Uh, you know, we when we also sort of had to specifically answer their questions, and some of you know some some of their there were a couple of I think uh, miscon or pre pre misconceptions, but in general they they were really they were very cool and uh, they seemed excited to talk about comics and uh, pop culture. Definitely. Nice. And and is it still is this clip live anywhere after the fact? Oh yes, it's on there. It's on Arise360.tv's website. We'll also include a YouTube link for all our listeners in the comments and the description of this show's episode. Okay, nice. So you can all check us out on Arise TV. And once again, thank you to Shannon and Lola for having us. And Thank, we'll look to lot. be returning soon. They had a really, really dope graphic. Like, oh, yeah, with, with definitely. With superheroes behind us. Like, it was really impressive. Yeah, the studio is really nice. Yeah. I mean, full-fledged news studio. I felt like I was on CNN what, or what something. What superheroes do they have behind you? 
They had Iron Man. They had Blade. They had uh, Wolverine. Wolverine. Christopher they, Reeve, Superman. Yeah. Um, I think was the Batman from the video game. Yeah, uh, Batman yeah. from um, Arkham City was up there. Right. Yeah. So you know they 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 represented and uh, um. Yeah, I think they're an up and coming network. I think more people will be able to see them on TV. Maybe. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Pretty soon. Yeah, it seems like Arise TV has a lot of good programming. Right. You know, I enjoyed the rest of the show too with Shannon and Lola. I watched the other segments. They're yeah. funny hosts. You know, they kept them moving. And anyone out there in in Africa or Australia or anywhere else that uh, you know, we we only speak English here, but anyone, we we're, we're definitely looking for international. Uh, Input in international fan bros. Definitely. So, you know, look you know. us up. Say what's up. Hit yep. us on the Fan Bros Show Twitter. That's at Fan Bros Show Twitter. Or the Gmail, Fan Bros Show at gmail.com. You know, leave your questions, comments, all that good stuff. And speaking of questions and comments, I have to address something that's been going on in our questions and comments for the last, I mean, since we started the show, is the... Spoilers? S- since time immemorial, yeah. people yeah, have been bitching about spoilers. Yeah, and it continues with fan bros. And we've been getting some comments that people are a little upset. Uh, shout out to L Juggernaut, a good fan friend. You know, he said that we spoiled the ending of Bioshock for him, even though the game had been out for a month and change. You know, some people play a little slow. Right. I, I definitely am a slow player, yeah. mm-hmm. and I can definitely understand that. On the other hand, if, you know, I was looking to listen to, you know, I, w- I would kind of have to assume a month into it that, and I, I probably have never finished a video game within a month of it coming out because I'm too cheap and I wait for them to come down to at least, like, you know, 30 bucks, 20 bucks, you know. And so I would sort of assume a month after it's come out that, you know, the the ending might get spoiled, but I, you know, I would still wanna wanna listen. I'd still definitely wanna play to the end. But I can completely understand how that would piss you off. But I think our policy is generally like we'll give a little time. But yeah, I mean, we're assuming you saw Game of Thrones that week. You don't yep. have to see it, you know, Sunday night at nine o'clock on HBO. But you know, within a few days of that, you've got to have seen that, you know, for. Or else there are things that happen in the episode that might have been spoiled. Right. I mean, even the same thing with, uh, let's say, The Walking Dead. I mean, it's not on the right. air now, but if you were to miss The Walking Dead and then you flipped on IMC, uh, AMC afterwards, they would have The Talking Dead and they would right. be talking about things that just happened, right? Yeah, it's, definitely. Exactly. So we give them like two, three days beyond the episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Th- that said, though, what what can we do so people aren't getting shit ruined for them? Is there a way we can... I think the best thing, well, the only thing that, uh, the best option I've come up with is to either have a little sound effect like this, you know, before we go into a spoiler, a little popping of a can to we're popping tabs on spoilers, or, you know, in the comments and the description of the show, I'm going to start listing the times that when we begin a discussion of spoilers, so like right now we're about seven and a half minutes into the show, so if we were going to spoil something like the ending of Iron Man right now, I would say... Here comes the Indian environment at seven and a half minutes into the show. So basically, read the description of the show. If you don't want to spoil something, fast forward past the points where we talk about that little topic. Maybe what we even do is we just break down in the description all of the different, you right. know, the different segments we'll be doing. If somebody's not, yep. you know, a comic head or they're not into Game of Thrones or whatever else it is they can skip to what they fuck with the most. Definitely. And, you know, we'll try to uh, do our best to let you know. Yeah, it's just from our end, it's very difficult to actually get, you know, talk about something in depth if you've got to leave certain things out. Um, So, in general, you know, there's going to be spoilers, but 
Hopefully you'll have seen that show, read that comic, seen that movie, played that game. And even if you find out what happens, it's often how it happens, you know, and that's why you go back and see movies a million times. Definitely. Read comics 50 times. I read an article on that on um, Cracked.com where they were speaking about how, you know, the spoilers actually increase your enjoyment or something because you know what's coming, but you still have to see it for yourself. And, you know, your mind is trying to interpret it different than someone else's, so it's always worth it. And just like you said, when you watch a movie twice, it's already been spoiled for you. Right. But you still enjoy it. I've seen Aliens like 50 times. Right. I know what's drumming, but and it's a great ways, movie every time. You appreciate all the other elements because you know what's coming. Yep. Like, then you can concentrate on, like, which Marines are doing what mm-hmm. and, you know, who dies first. And, I just you realized know. that Aliens, this is my, I can't tell you how many times I've seen it, but yeah. I just realized the other day when I was watching it that the two black Marines both get killed first. Well, they definitely both get killed in that first, uh, Apone? Yeah, Apone. I knew Apone, and yeah. I didn't even realize there was another black guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, the other the other black guy is the guy who Michael Behan says that when he pulls out his shotgun, says, I'm going to keep this close yep. uh, for uh And he, he responds something to him. Right. And I think, you know. He's carrying the ammo. Right, that's how he gets killed. Yes. He's carrying the ammo, and the chick with the flamethrower, when the Catches alien jumps bad. on her. Yeah, and so he... Blows up and falls over yes. the thing. Yeah. Yeah, but I just realized that it was yeah. two black people and they both no, get that's murdered. that's true. That is true. In the very beginning. Although, you know, uh, yeah, no, no. I um, I think, mo- do most of the Marines die in that? I mean, then you're down to just like Vasquez and Hudson and Hicks after Yeah, there's, that. there's so, not yeah. many. Yeah, but still, the yeah, two no, blacks I know. are the of first course. to go. Of course. No, I think the, the last movie to do that, because Aliens was 86, was I think Stargate, if I'm not mistaken, in the Stargate movie. I think... The black dude dies first, Damn. if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. Or he dies like saving someone in in a sort of magical re- Negro. Yeah, exactly. Demise. I can't remember. I actually did like that movie. And yeah, uh, Stargate's not bad. It's got. I I actually am very interested in that whole sort of ancient Egypt space connection mm-hmm. type stuff. Yep. And that was sort of the last mainstream Hollywood movie that I think you know. But um, really talk. Yeah, about no, it. that is definitely. There's no doubt that that's a uh, that's that's a that's a meme that's been out there for quite a while. Definitely, which I think South Park, the South first South Park movie, addressed uh, rather well. Oh yeah, definitely. I really think that, that that's one of the benefits of Game of Thrones. In fact, is that there aren't any black people on it, or not that many black people, so you don't have to worry about them being killed first. Well, what did you think about um, since I wasn't here um, last week, and I thought I've, I actually thought all of your discussion was completely on point in your read of last week's episode that it was, you know, set basically a disappointing one because they were setting everything up. But um, what did you think about the fact that all those we hadn't seen their faces, but the nearest slaves are? I mean, I'm assuming are all black guys because the guy who was the leader, the one guy, Grey Worm. Yeah, Grey Worm is definitely a brownish color. Yeah. I mean, I sort of felt like, yeah, I I don't know that that I I don't know what I was expecting. They are in the southern part of yeah. uh, their world, and most of where all the white people had been was definitely the the northern mm-hmm. uh, part. But I have actually given it some thought, and I do actually think they could have done a better job by of including more people of color. Oh, and, definitely. I mean, yeah. it gets difficult with the main families because there's intermarriage, and then there would just be things that didn't necessarily uh, – actors not necessarily looking uh, – like they were necessarily related to other people, but there are there are other characters. There are enough other characters that seem to have come, you know, that aren't from one of these major families. That I definitely think that they could have done something there and had mm-hmm. an opportunity. Uh, I think that's with any show, though. There's always to be more, you know, diversity in the cast. I uh, just, you know, at this point, I'm just trying to accept it. It's like, yeah. Well, 
I used to watch Lord of the Rings, and I would get a little upset that there weren't any black people. But now right. it's just like I just enjoy them for what they are. Just keep it moving. But anyway, what did you think of this week's episode? So I I, I like this this week's episode. This a is lot. the climb. Yeah, it's this is the climb, climb. which uh, both features both physically this amazing sequence of the wildings go climbing up the wall. Um, which was, you know, pretty dope. And then there's like uh, some sort of earthquake type situation happens and, ha- you know, most of them get swept off. But I think it, it's also referring to there's this montage at the end and and, and it's uh, one of the scenes between Varys and Littlefinger. And you really do see that these guys are the men behind the men. They are the ones who are pulling a lot of these strings. And yep. it doesn't matter who's king. You know, it's guys like these that maintain power. And if you imagine that's the way in our own uh, political system – and they had a different point of view. Uh, Littlefinger says that chaos is a ladder that basically one person can climb out or, or only a few smart people can climb out of. And Varys feels that chaos is... Uh, is a pit. Yeah, a pit. And um, it's an interesting, you know, different point of view. I feel like, you know, Varys is like the Democrats where he's sort of accepting that, you know, some people are going to be rich and some people are going to be poor. But let let me try and help some people when he talks about looking out for the good of the realm, even if the idea of the realm is a lie, at least it's something we can all agree on. Whereas, uh, you know, Littlefinger just seems to be like Mitt Romney, like, you know, the strong the strong can survive and the and I'm going to use my insider information to get ahead and fuck the rest Rest of you. Yeah, the weak can get fucked. But um, and we also had our at the end of that our only basically romantic moment on the show where Jon Snow and Egret have that kiss over the the whole southern side of Westeros or yep. the other side of the the wall with the sun coming down and all the green and you almost expect to see birds flying. Her whole life dream was to get right. up and see the world from exactly. the wall. Exactly, and so she did. Now there's a lot of egret haters out there, and uh, you know I I think she's uh, my opinion, and I really don't know. I haven't read the books. Uh, DJ Benjamin hasn't read the books, but I, I kind of imagine she's there for the long haul. I don't know. I would like to see her. I I don't. I didn't know there were a lot of egret haters out there. I like egret. I, I think, just from looking at Twitter, and I imagine some of them are just women who wish that they were egret. Yeah, is the sense that I get a little bit. But there's a lot. They, they don't like her. You know. I I loved her. I thought it was an amazing moment when she chose to continue climbing up the wall. Right after. She you know, fell and almost got and killed. And had almost been cut off by right. her own people. Right, right. And even though she knows that that's how she's going to be treated by them, she's already stated that she's nothing but cannon fodder. Right, exactly. So I think it was more that she just wanted to get to the top of the wall, and she was like, fuck it, you know, I'm already halfway up. It's my life stream to see the top of the wall, so I'm going to keep climbing. And I don't think she even gives a fuck about the war or anything at that point. Right, no, I think she just not. wanted to get to the top of the Absolutely. wall. Absolutely. And so you get this sense that Jon Snow and Egret are sort of separate from the Night's Watch, separate from the Wild. Definitely. Like they're their own unit there at yeah. the end. And also the episode began with Samuel Tarly and his wilding girlfriend, or seeming to be girlfriend, ah, open with yeah. them like at the fire, and he sings nice, the song about yeah. the family and, and the seven gods. And then it ends gods. with, yeah, nice. And it ends yeah. with them, and each of them are the two friends who were in the Night's Watch are kind of no longer in the Night's Watch, and each of them has their wilding girlfriend, although <laughs> Jon Snow seems to have made more progress with yeah. his girlfriend than Samuel Tarly has. But she was impressed that he had servants. Yeah. Is that a truth, or is he just yeah, lying? he had been a wealthy dude who and uh, his, his father, right, father sent him away because he was kind of good. Fat and yeah, bummy. exactly. Yeah, yeah. But he was a sensitive and smart guy, but yeah. in that world, being sensitive and smart is it's not. worthless. Yeah, exactly. So it was literally, you know, he got sent away from uh, at least some kind of middle class existence. Okay. I thought another great thing about this episode was um, 
the confrontation between the Red Witch and Anya. And, and Arya. Yeah, Arya. Absolutely. I always got her name No, wrong. I agree. She's fucking badass, Arya. Arya? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like Combat she, said, that's his favorite character. And she's, I mean, she's always been one of mine, too. I really loved her interaction last season with the shapeshifter dude. I thought Abs, he was. That, oh, yeah. yeah, he, I'm I, definitely hoping we see yeah, him again. Yeah, I can't wait to see him again. Yeah. But I loved her interaction, and I loved how the witch said that I see death. I see yeah. blue-eyed death. And she named all these colors of eyes. Right. And one of the colors she named was her own color. Right. And she's looking at her, and then she says, we'll see each other again. And it's, I think that's pretty certain that Arya is going to kill the Red Witch. I, I, and, and I think a lot of the other, people a lot on of her other list. People. Yeah. And she's going to add the Red Witch's name to her yeah. list the next time she's saying it. There's no doubt. Yeah. And she's there turning her into Hit Girl from, yeah. uh, from, <laughs> from Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. Yeah, definitely. And I'm not mad at it. No, like, yeah. I mean, her progression. And, you know, she was sort of one of the few characters that was kind of like lawful good, you know, like wasn't. Because some of these other characters are kind of like I don't know if like she was gray. ever lawful good, All right, though. not lawful yeah. good. She I was guess more Brienne, of a neutral good. Brienne was law, is lawful good, I feel Brienne? like. Brienne? The, the big female paladin with Jamie Lannister. Yeah, Brienne is pretty, yeah. Yeah, Brienne she, is pretty, she's yeah, definitely, she's sta- yeah, yeah. She has her code and she's yeah. sticking by it. Yeah, and it's a traditional like you know, Lady Stark said, "I got to take you yeah. to, winter, to uh, King's Landing." That's what. Yeah, I'm do. I think all the Starks were just neutral. Yeah, yeah, you no, know, I think just, you're right. They're just trying. But I to... meant that she was like one of the less shady characters. Definitely, you know? but I mean, she was a little girl. Yeah, it's kind of like Carl on The Walking Dead. You know, who starts off as a right. little boy, but you know, it's true. Wow, I like that. Yeah, that but they're... but due to his yeah. circumstances, he becomes. You yeah. know, he has to become the evil Carl that he is now. They need to do some kind of Carl. Uh, Our yeah, like a meme on the internet. <laughs> yeah, that would you know? be great. Some artwork. Just them going, yeah, just them, just them going around killing zombies. And yeah, <laughs> and White Walkers yeah. and Lannisters. That would be perfect. Yeah. And um, I think that's about it for that episode, but that does segue into my question of the week for our fans and fan bros, everyone out there. What house do you think is going to ultimately win the Game of Thrones? And not just this season, but... We're talking about the whole shebang. What house do you think, or even just what house do you think is in the lead right now? What house do you think is has the best chances? See, I'm wondering if the, like a new house might be created, and there might be some house that not that that doesn't exist now, but that we haven't even met. Well, you know? I mean, you had to take into account the White Walkers; they're right. a house of their own. Yeah, no, I don't think the White Walkers are going to win. No, no, they're pretty I don't. unstoppable. See, here's the thing: like Daenerys, I feel like she represents the House Targaryen, and that's who had been in control before Robert's Rebellion. But so I, I wouldn't mind seeing Daenerys back on the throne. But I don't want the Targaryen name to like I don't want the Targaryen. But I'm I'm gonna go with Targaryen right now. But I'm not. I'm just saying it. You know, which is Daenerys is. Uh, yeah, damn. You see, I, I don't want to go with Targaryen too. I want Daenerys just right. Because That's I, why I was saying maybe a new house. You know, if she marries someone and then they hmm. create a new, you know, Littlefinger created his own sigil, the Mockingbird. Yeah. Like, uh, so there could be a new house that springs up. I feel I just like Daenerys. I feel like she would be the best ruler. Like she would be the most kind and peaceful to her people. And Absolutely. So I like Daenerys the most, and not a pushover. No, definitely not a pushover. But I do think a uh, point was made to me by Combat Jack this week that the show is actually the story of the Starks. Well, you definitely because there's multiple Starks in multiple locations. Yeah. Definitely check in with them. Whereas most of these other characters, there's just sort of well, you got the there's there's four Lannisters. You got you Jaime, on them. Tywin, Tyrion, See, and I, Cersei. I didn't think that the show was basically about the Starks. I, I didn't really. And when he said it, I, I kind of see where he gets that from. 
But me, when I started watching it, I thought the show was about Daenerys. Like, yeah. I thought it was, like, about her return to the throne. Like, right. that's what I was watching. When I first started watching the show, I was I like, mean, okay. She's definitely a major player, yeah. in the, you know, in the Game of Thrones. I just think there's more Stark characters. Mm, this is true. And uh, then you But get, there's also a lot of Lannisters. That's true. But I think, I mean, the Starks probably outnumber them. Yeah. And then you got people like Jon Snow and Theon who are not Starks. But, but are. Sort of fall into the Stark, banner of, yeah. it, you know, Theon lived at Winterfell, you know, yeah. for most of his life i just want to throw in uh two things yeah that is some drawn uh well last week you guys weren't sure if jamie was lying or not when he talked about Uh, his origin yeah i took it as real now yeah i I take it as real he could have been playing us the way he played his cousin right before he strangled him you know if you remember that was like a distant cousin of his who looked up to him and he just strangled the kid but I actually thought that was real, and there is this sense of that he's been called Kingslayer, and he was like, but I did the right thing. And yeah. So then he's like, well, fuck everyone. If everyone's going to treat me like shit anyway, I'm going to go have sex with my sister. She's yeah. hot. I think he's just tired of yeah. the point. Yeah. And then the other thing I, I wanted to point out, um, the woman, the nurse woman that Rob Stark married is yes. Una Chaplin, who's Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter. Wow. And I don't know how many people, what the lineage in between there is, but she is Spanish from Spain. Mm. And she does have a British accent, like a European accent. But I did read an interview with her where she actually did consider herself non-white. Oh. Just to uh, to throw that in as a as a person of color on because I consider on the show. her dumb hot. Yeah, so, hey, no, I, I think Una she's, Chaplin. Yeah, yeah, I think she's really really beautiful. Hey, Might be she's boo. the most beautiful woman on the show. Oh yeah, definitely. Una Chaplin. We'd love for you to come on Fan Bros. Yes, we would. Yes, and not in that way either. Right. Um. Anyway, there she goes. Yeah, no hope of that one. So yeah, the only other thing I wanted to say about this episode was. I'm I'm really tired of seeing Theon getting tortured. Yeah, please God, I had to I had to fast forward through that segment the second time I nothing, watched the show. I mean, it's just so. All right, we we've been asked not to give spoilers from the books, and I haven't read the books. DJ Benamin has not read the books, but it's it's out there that basically Theon didn't appear in this book, and that what's happening now was referenced to in a later book. And that basically this is a television show. They have the actor under contract. They want you to remember who he is. They don't want him to not be around for, you know, a full season. So this stuff is not from the book, and it sort of really feels out of place, and nothing is moving forward. Um, Also, Roz, the character who died at the end of this episode, shot multiple times with crossbow bolts by Joffrey. She was not a character in the book, and she was created – Basically, to represent, to put a face to a lot of the, there's apparently a lot of rape and a lot of whores, you know, hookers, mm. and they wanted to make a character who has an arc. And unfortunately, her arc ends when um, she despises, she works for Littlefinger and decides to spy on him for Varys. Littlefinger finds out, gives her to Joffrey. Joffrey kills her, and Littlefinger sails away, and she's dead. That's yeah, sad. so that that she was not a character in the books, and this Theon stuff is is you know, and it just seems like I'm I'm really hoping we're done with it. This I I, feel I don't like think it's, so. It seems like it's going to go on into the yeah, next episode. Yeah, it's too. just wasted minutes. You know, yeah, it's a little struggle. So all right, let's keep it moving. One last time, fan bros. Let me say our question of the week or the first question of the week again is: What house do you think is going to win the Game of Thrones? <laughs> Or which house do you think has the best chance right now of winning the Game of Thrones? And as we move on, we have a new segment. This is our new segment right here. Chico Leo will be introducing his Netflix pick of the week. So uh, we're going to try and come up with a better name right. for it than that. You know, if 
any fan bro has a suggestion, hit us up and we'll take your suggestions and see if we can come up with. But right now, Chico, what do you have for us this week? So there, there, there was a series on the Sci-Fi Channel that had a, a season uh, called Continuum, and Continuum just came on Netflix. And if you didn't catch it, the it, it ran I don't know last year, and the new season is starting next month. And it's a uh, a cop, a female cop from the future is chasing some terrorists and there's a time thing and they come back to our time and she's trying to uh, get back to the future, um, ob- obviously. And um, it, it's actually done really well and there's whole, a whole political angle to it uh, that sort of is sort of the Occupy, the... the um, Occupy Wall well, Street. Yeah, there's like an anti-corporate message and there's definitely a sort of slightly dystopic corporate future and these guys are sort of more violent versions of the Occupy movement, the the terrorists. And um, there, there's a whole political side, and uh, the uh, the writing is really good, and the acting is really good. And if you're into sci-fi stuff, there's only 10 episodes, and uh, they're on Netflix now, and the new series is coming up in June on the Sci-Fi Channel, so you should definitely uh, get caught up now. And for a movie, it's not so much a genre thing, but if you haven't seen the, there's a 1978 movie that's uh, written and directed by Paul Schrader, who directed, uh, ta- who wrote Taxi Driver, and it stars Yafit Kodo, Richard Pryor, and Harvey Keitel. And wow. It's called uh, Blue Collar, and it's it's basically three guys who work for an auto union uh, in the 1970s who need money and rob the union. Mm. And it's got a really great cast. How's um, Richard Pryor in it? It's it's good. He's really good, and it's it's not a comedy. This yeah. was literally Richard Pryor, like, I want to be you know treated like a serious actor. Wow. And, um, yeah, and the three main characters are Har- uh, uh, Harvey Keitel, you know, much younger than yeah. most people who just know him from uh, – Reservoir Dogs. I mean, he was t- he was in Taxi Driver as well. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He he was in Taxi Driver, and this is a few years later. This is like two years, three years later. But and Richard Pryor at the height of his, you know, before uh, any of his downfall from either drugs or uh, the ravages of of MS and fire and fire and yes, freebasing. But um, oh, it's, let, it's, hold on. Oh, let me just stop it with that joke. That was a terrible joke. And let me let the fan bros know that right. I am one of the biggest Richard Pryor fans. Ever and that was a terrible joke. I, but you know, he made the same I, I'm joke. A pretty, I'm a pretty big fan, but I, th- I thought it was kind of funny. And I he think, made the same joke in one of his specials. Yeah, What's most, this running down the street? Little match. Right. What's this running down the street? Richard Pryor. Right. So you're not only insensitive, you're a joke thief. <laughs> you know, I'm all. Well, he gave credit. A joke, I'm a joke like that thief Spanish wouldn't try. have given credit. I'm like the Spanish guy that Joe Rogan hates. Oh, Carlos <laughs> Mencia. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah there we go. All right, so who I think is not actually I don't know I know he's half he's he's half Hungarian and half some I don't even half know. not funny yeah yeah so yeah those sound like some good recommendations yeah yeah Con- continuum, continuum and blue, blue collar. collar all righty and so blue collar does stray a little away from what we're to- what we talk about but there's enough there that you know and it's a really good movie and a lot of people didn't see it it tanked when it was released and it's got it, Richard Pryor it's a classic yeah Yafet Kodo right. And Harvey Cartel. And it might be a little slow, but it's a real document from the time. You want to see what, you know, Detroit auto workers were like in 1978. This is it, you know? the you know Rough so, and tough. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's take a quick break here, fan bros, and we'll be right back. Uh, this is going to be the last fan bros podcast you ever hear until you go on iTunes and rate, subscribe, and comment on it. It is? Yep. I mean it. 
Well, we're, sh- we're, we're going to shut it down. So if you liked it, you're going to be able to hear the episode next week. If you have not liked it on iTunes, you're going to be refreshing, like, where's this episode? Why did the Fan Bros podcast stop? We've left you in the dust. Damn. Yeah, it's a cold word. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> call, I call, it, I, I'll, I'll cut it on, right? It's, it's, just... it's a cod world. Yeah. <laughs> plenty, plenty of fish in the podcast seat. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on. What, what did that voice say? This could be the last podcast. Yeah, uh, uh, man. I hope some of y'all uh, subscribe, rate, and listen to us on iTunes. You it, know. it might already be too late. Might be too late. Yeah. Damn, Matt. Gonna, Cold. Gonna need to looper you've that kill, shit. You've killed us. You're gonna need to looper it. Go back in time. Rate, subscribe <laughs> yep. to us on iTunes, <laughs> and hopefully we'll have another podcast next week. The other thing is is this. Let's say one of us dies before you guys rate, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. We will then have unfinished business. That means we will become specters, or as you may know them, ghosts, and we will haunt the fuck out of you until you rate it. I so, plan to do that anyway. If you if you could please do that, we would appreciate Even it. Even if you it, do rate and comment, especially if you're hot. Anyway, um, this week, the fan bros. <laughs> All right, yeah, this what, week. What did the fan bros do? <laughs> the, the, the fan bros had a meetup this week. And we went and saw Iron Man 3. At what time? Was this in like the, the meetup you had in your bathroom when you tried to record a fan bros, right? Yeah, we're not going to talk about that, <laughs> no, though. No. You know, those are dark memories that I like to try and forget. Well, th- this one we invited the listeners as well, so it is different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and one, one listener did say that he was going to come. We don't know if he showed up. <laughs> but uh, shout out to uh, Mike Lowe. Yeah, we had Mike Lowe. We had uh, some of the extended fan bros and loudspeakers network family. Dallas Penn. Who wore a tie, I just want to say. Oh, yeah. Bid shot. You, you know what I don't get, though? Dallas Penn, right, is this guy that in many days of his life, we see him wearing real D, 3D glasses. Right. <laughs> At this this screening, which was in IMAX 3D, uh, Dal- Dallas was not really prepared. He didn't show up with the, the glasses on. No, no. No. We had to wear those fucking shitty gray ones that don't even fold up. Right. Yeah, combat was, I was there. I was in the seat all the way on the end, so the 3D effect wasn't even working in some scenes. Oh, really? Ah. Yeah, no, it you, was brutal. You know what was crazy? You're, you were at the end. Those were some long ass rows. I gotta say, the two and a half hour movie. Yeah. Props to the entire theater for really like powering through that and either Absolutely. like not you know pissing person. into their beverage or whatever they did to not yep. have to get up. <laughs> I applaud them. Absolutely. <laughs> I carry a bottle in my pants. Anyway, uh, what did y'all think of the Iron Man movie? Oh, wait, wait, wait. We want to continue the shout-outs. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, who else was it? Combat Jack was there. Combat Jack was there. Tatiana was Tatiana there. Tatiana King. Hey, uh, Tatiana, how are you? Uh, Dallas was there. And you guys were there. Yeah. Ben Amin and Matt Rass. Right. Um, so I thought it was- I thought it Hold was, on. Yep, sorry. Let me say this. Yep. For the fans listening, we're about to spoil the fuck out of this movie. Well, why don't you why don't you go you go first because I think we have similar opinions, but you're going to deliver them more exuberantly. <laughs> more exuberantly? <laughs> yeah. Well, just no. I'm saying about specifically about the movie. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. See, I th- see. I thought it was good, but I feel like the, I'm not going to disagree with anything that you're going to say, and that's that's sort of what I meant. Like I, I thought you were just going to repeat what he said with your enthusiasm more tempered. Right. Well, <laughs> I kind of. I, I thought feel it was like awesome. that's kind of my maybe. <laughs> I get you know. Um, because I can't, I don't have specific necessary criticisms. Although I did feel the tone was a little campy. Dallas felt that the uh, 
two and three were equally campy. I, I felt like either it was toned down or it was, I, I'm not sure. It didn't bother me as much in this one. I don't remember two yeah. other than the, the scene on the racetrack and Mickey Rourke's parrot. Right. Other than that, two is like Yeah, no, well, it's blank. good that you put, I mean, it would be taking up space that, you know, should, that other movies, movies should Yeah, be, definitely. Know, and head. one was a great movie. Yeah, one was incredible. And then three, but see, one, I still think, all right, this is my only gripe with all three of the Iron Man movies. I still think the villains are weak. Yes. Like, I yeah. thought Adrian Kilrich, whatever, with his flaming hands yeah. and yeah. The, all these flaming, whatever, yeah. extremist villains to the whole movie. There's a lot of flaming movie. going on. Yeah, there's a lot of flaming. Yeah. I, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. But, you know, <laughs> I think they could have found another way to get an Iron Man. <laughs> I, you, you know what it is, though? I think that they feel a need to do really dynamic. I mean, obviously, it's a superhero movie. They're going to do visual effects. But right. since, you know, so much, so much of it is like mechanical combat. I feel like they're like, what can we do? Fire, electricity. Melt the armor. That's the you know only what I mean? thing they like, could, yeah. yeah, so I kind of get why they have, you know what I mean? Like, what, what are they going to have, like, Magnetman? <laughs> Mis- I mean, Mr. Arthur Magnetman? Right, I mean, they should. I mean, Mr. Magnetman <laughs> can make it instead of two and a half hours, just two and a half minutes. <laughs> the Iron Man short. It'll be like Breaking Bad when they right. rob that fucking evidence <laughs> locker. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, but, I, but the thing is, reading the comic book, Iron Man doesn't have that many great villains that no, transfer true. well. Most of his villains are other men in suits. Right. What what if the um that little fucking precocious kid got like real mad that Iron Man never builds <laughs> right. the, the hypey stealth Iron Man right. and then he comes back at him on some like incredible shit. Right. Ah. I, I felt like they could have gone into and even I hate that I'm gonna say this, like it would have worked well for their marketing scheme or whatever. I would have liked to have seen them have like he had all these different suits of armor. And they should have Seven Eleven Slurpee cups well, for each one. No, he should have. There should have been some kind of each. Each suit should have been different, and he should have talked about. Well, this one is the suit that I, you know, that I used to dig tunnels, and this one's the suit that yeah, I used to yeah. wear. And then we show that he uses them to do whatever he needs to do at the end. Whereas he's just sort of flying through the air, jumping from suit Through's to suit, suit, which I thought was really cool. Don't get me wrong; I thought that was an incredible sequence. But I felt like there was, a, you know, you introduced the fact that he's got like 20 suits and he's 40. not sleeping, 40 suits. And I, I feel like they could have just introduced a little bit more, just given, yeah, given a little bit more shine. And then he could have spent more time in the in, in one or all of the suits, you know. Because like, they seem pretty interchangeable at the end. Yeah, but it would have been cooler, like, when they showed them, like, some were stocky, some were thinner, some mm-hmm. were more stealth. Like You saw the Silver Centurion, yeah, yeah. one of my favorite suits from the comic book. Abs- you saw the stealth yeah. armor. You saw the Hulkbuster right. variant, but none of them, they all seem to get destroyed in less than five seconds. Right. You know, as I jump from this suit, jump from that suit. I love the ending, but at the same time, I also felt like I, Tony Stark, not Iron Man, became his own superhero in this movie. Right. Like, he was tougher they than Captain called, America. They should have called the movie Tony Stark, Yeah. Iron Man 3. Yeah. Or called it Iron Man 3, colon, Tony or Stark. Stark. Yeah, because, and my other problem is not only, I didn't mind seeing so much of Tony, but I did mind the toughness that he had. He seemed to be as tough as Captain America. Like, he right. was jumping Yeah, but now, now he's building. very anxious. <laughs> the anxiety right. makes him he get, tough. He gets nervous. <laughs> Grandma Raz over Scared. here. Scared. We're connected. <laughs> I mean, don't don't get me wrong. This is a great Hollywood movie. Robert Downey Jr. is fantastic. It's shot. The cinematographer is John Toll, who's literally one of the top guys uh, in all of Hollywood. That's um, you know, it, and it looks really good, and the, all the effects are great. I would personally recommend seeing it in either IMAX or normal, but just skip the 3D. But I'm I'm not really a fan. Yeah, of the 3D. I heard that there was a sequence during the last segment that really took use of the 3D. I didn't notice it. 
Oh, that whole where he's jumping from whatchamacallit yeah. from suit to suit. That they say there's a trick with James Rhodes does one of the shots is like only works in 3D, but I didn't really notice that. I thought the airplane sequence, the barrel monkeys. Yeah, the, the barrel monkeys was ill that yeah, the Red that Bull team a, put together. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I felt like the they Red were. Bull team. Yeah, no, the Red Bull skydiving team. Oh, that's the, the yeah, the, yeah. The cast that do. I guess it's not fluke talk, but one of their other fucking extreme yeah. things. Nice. But did you feel that actually reminded me though of uh, what was it in Dark Knight where they did the Skyhook project? Uh, Dark Knight where the. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises, where they did, where oh, they right, hooked right, the plane right. up. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, definitely. But yeah, this shit was cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this was cool. I thought it was pretty awesome. I it, don't know, Bane dropping that plane was pretty dope too, though. You know, that was a pretty great sequence too. Yeah, I'm a big fan of what what is that Point Break, and that reminds mm, me of Point Break. Definitely, and, uh, they're remaking you know, Point Break right now. I know, really. Which I, I think yeah. New presidents, yeah. modern presidents. Is Obama gonna be Robin Banks? Right, so, that'll be. be great. <laughs> With ludicrous, you There's said? No, sen- no spring breakers. I, I, no, I think that would you know. I think it's ludicrous that they're remaking. That. It'd be great uh, if ludicrous yeah, was, was in it. If ludicrous was, what what movies has he been in besides the last fast? Fa- I fa- know. Those, yeah, yeah. He's holding, uh, he, he's I think he's out. in uh, the Max Payne movies or movie. I don't know how many of those they one. Made. Yeah, he's, he's I haven't seen any, but I've seen part of one. He was in it. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like he's in. I guess, he's yeah, in the, some other shit. Definitely. Fast movie is coming out. Fast six. Yeah, and I'm actually pretty hyped to see that. Well, I I definitely thought the fifth one was incredible. Yeah. It was definitely the best. Yep. So, you know, I hope I hope they can keep the, you know, and they're bringing Michelle Rodriguez back. And, and there's a know. big spoiler at the end of Six that I don't want to talk Do, about. Now, yet, if, oh, yeah. I've never watched any of them, but I, I feel like I heard it took such a great turn at five. Where yeah. It elevated to basically yeah, a different. you don't need to see the first four. No. Okay. Yeah. Just go right to five. Yeah, mm. go right to five. It elevated great. into an actual movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And, and it was like as good as the Ocean's Eleven movie. Like if you like the Ocean's, I mean, you know. There's they things... stole the whole premise basically. But I mean, I'm not. I'm not Mad at the ocean. I don't know if that's like actively something I like. Yeah, they're not bad. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, this just, is about the same. Know, okay. Good, good snappy, Saturday afternoon. Snappy dialogue. Really, this you know, really great effects. Really great. By the fucking Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel in around though. Yeah, but yeah. Vin Diesel giving the snappy dialogue. I mean, he's not so much. That's why they bring in guys like you know Tyrese and Ludacris for the snappy dialogue. But you know, <laughs> some hot chicks. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. I'm, nice I'm gonna try bars. and see it in one of those with those D box theaters though, where they have the fucking motion the seats. Rumble, yeah. And I just said chicks. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so is that about so it for Iron give, Man? What, what would you yeah, give? What would you, you know? What would you give on a, on a scale of uh, A to F? I'd give it about a B plus. Yeah. Okay. See, I would give it a B, but that's I'm a I'm a hard you know what I'm I mean? a hard critic too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to you know, see it again. Like, that's what I and I want to right. pay to see it again. Right. So that made me. That's something you know. That alone, like I I went to see Avengers twice in one weekend. It wasn't that good. I, I, yeah, it's hard for me because I actually, I mean, I kind of want to give it, you know, a BB plus. Like, you know, if a B plus is 87 to 89, yeah, I, yeah, I'm definitely going to give it an 86 or an 87 on the scale of 1 to 100. I know I just said 8 to F, 1 to 100. And we but... really just pretty much got through that without spoiling too much, right? Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, that was good, you know. I mean, if you liked the first one and I felt this one was better than the second, you're, you're, there's no reason for you to not see this. Definitely. And if you already saw it, you know, let us know what you think of what you know, or what what we just ranted about. Now, I'm wondering though, given the huge success of that movie and of you know the first Avengers, what do you think the future of you know Phase Two and Phase Three of these Marvel projects are? Because I mean, Robert Downey Jr.'s right. price tag is getting pretty it's, exorbitant, and well, it's and and even the other ones I think are a bigger issue. You know, he's making fifty million per movie, but like the guy who plays Thor is making you know two million. Yeah. But but I mean I think if you look at how the Iron Mans perform versus a Thor, or Captain true. America, That's or even true. a Hulk, 
That's true. Bid money compared um, to. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting because I think that the comic company, I think Marvel Entertainment is probably thinking, well, our property is more valuable than these actors. And I, I, I think that most likely they're going to come to some compromise and some kind of profit revenue sharing. But um, I, I, I think that, that they're probably going to play slightly harder ball than, say, a movie studio that didn't have these properties. So who do you do. think, you know, if they're trying to scare, uh, scare Robert Downey Jr. Right. into renegotiating, you know, something more advantageous to them, who are they going to threaten with recasting him with? Well, you know, I think they're going to have to wait and see how the Lone Ranger turns out before they offer. You know, I don't, I don't know if uh, you know this whole Tonto Johnny Depp as Tonto is is going to going to have out. legs or could he take yeah. on another franchise? Uh, well, it's also well just the fact that he's playing Tonto. I mean, you know, that that, that don't you feel itself, like they would go a little younger. isn't he around the same age though as a down? Yeah, it, I think they'd go younger. I'd put oh, just just because if if you're getting a new person now, you have this potential to do a lot more movies and essentially right. restart things. I don't know. The other thing is Marvel clearly doesn't give a fuck about replacing people. We've seen it happen with Hulk three times over right. with Don three hu- huge name actors and with Iron Man right. itself. Right, with exactly. And, and I would point out with the Hulk thing, like each of them, they were trying to replace uh, something that didn't necessarily work. Yep. Um, like they never kind of figured it, figured it out. And um, I think the Terrence Howard, uh, Don Cheadle thing was a scheduling issue. No, that or, was a money issue. Oh, it was a money yeah, issue. Yeah, Terrence okay. Howard wanted more bread. Right, okay. So and then they said, I take fuck that out back. here. Right, exactly. So then you're right. There's your answer. And they're telling um, Scarlett Johansson, I think, too, that she's essentially replaceable, I believe. Right. Mm, I, damn, you know, I, she's but, not. I, I would say that there's a big difference between the Black Widow and, like, unless they're doing a Black Widow movie. They're and, not. And Iron Man, who's been the star of three movies and is clearly... I mean, clearly the biggest movie star there. I mean, Mark Ruffalo is a great actor, but he's really more of a character actor. And I think it's generally showing what's happened in Hollywood. I mean, you basically have these top guys, and there's no there's no middle class left in, in Hollywood. Like, you're either making fifty million dollars, mm. or you're you're making you know the 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 union you know union minimum, lead minimum. I mean, it's yeah, you're basically coming in like like it's, like it's turning into one of these. Um, polygamous things where if one dude has 50 wives 49 dudes are going to go without and that's what's going on in uh in the movies and there's always someone who's willing to take the shot i mean you know be the next uh, iron man so for a younger actor i would think my dark horse pick would be james franco wow wow, wow. that's wow. kind of that's, that's pretty inspired i, I, think think I just good. thought that's of good, it too no that's a really good i think he, he could grow into the look and he could do that sort of tony stark you know playboy but still yeah. drunk and weird yeah i mean he's playing steve jobs in the in the biopic about the ah, i see? think yeah, yeah uh, and, I, and i really like franco as an actor yeah so i that's, think that's a good one james franco yeah because you also uh want to pick someone who uh although i guess he was in the the was Spider-Man uh, in the, yeah. but I was gonna say you also don't want someone because I was thinking like Christian Bale, but you yeah, know, not but he's already Batman played Batman, yeah, Man. no, exactly. So yeah, James Franco, That's I think might might get a call for Iron Man, right? Or maybe but, Shia LaBeouf. No, but even <laughs> God then, no, wouldn't it be a better idea for them to just make a movie and uh, star James Rhodes and who actually was Iron Man for a while? Like, you don't think they could call it Iron Man 4 and have Don Cheadle Cheeto. in it? Like, mm. I actually think they could because they had a comic book called Iron Man. And, I mean, and James Rhodes, James Rhodes was took Iron over, Man yeah. for, oh, you know, a year, years, two years. years yeah. yeah. So I feel like, and that would be the ballsy move. Call it Iron Man 4. Don't lie. Put put 
uh, Don Cheadle. I'm just saying. Uh, look, we love. I don't. I don't know though. Do you? Th- you? I feel like the antics of Robert Downey Jr. to a large extent are what selling that to people want to see this dude be they an asshole. See, right. They want to see Tony Stark. I get. I get you know. That you got to have him at least in that supporting role. And the thing is, it's interesting though. What about the idea though? I mean, do you need one for both series? Does he have to be in both Iron Man or in, and Avengers? No. Or could it? Could no. there be two Iron Mans, no. basically, two yeah, actors? Yeah, there could be, yeah, definitely. Um, although I feel like they want to keep it yeah, I think, I think, simple. I think, yeah, I wouldn't really see they it. They want to yeah. keep it as simple as possible right now. I think you're right, but, you know, don't, don't forget Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Spock's not in there. They could have a whole Iron Man movie without Tony Stark. I'm oh. saying they could do it with Don Cheadle and people that, will go see it. That reminds me of my idea for, like, a Smallville-style show about um, the Gotham PD. That, and and the bureaucracy in in uh you know all the courts the, and all that. There's a great comic book GCPD. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that. They, they can adapt it, and then like, how do you get around Batman? So basically, right. like you know, before the commercial, they'll they'll you know have this big cliffhanger, and then like when they come back from commercial, they're like, all right, thanks, Batman. Yeah. Glad you took care of that. Yeah. It's more in the comic you never see, or you, you they actually Batman starts appearing, but you, it's usually like the cops show up. And they just see like the tip of the cape going right. out the window, that kind of thing. Oh man, one and step ahead of me. And it's all of it. No, it's, it's actually really good. It's, it's, it is. It's I, a re- really good comic. I, I recommend yeah. it. And it's like, it's how do these su- these cops deal with like superpower dudes? Like you know, guys are. And, and a lot of those dudes are on the take too, right? Though, right. I mean, yeah, no, absolutely. There's corruption, and there's you know. Um, all kinds of like union stuff and like, well, we need to get more pay if we're fighting people with freeze rifles, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely Marvel also did a series about a construction crew that cleaned up after superhero battles. Like they were specifically called in, you know, to to clean up all the broken buildings and all the. But but no, GCPD is is a good idea, and I believe it would make a fantastic TV show, a really, really good TV show. Like an hour drama, right? Yeah, exactly. And you wouldn't have superheroes in it. It would be the cops who are dealing with this stuff. All righty. Well. That's a good idea, even though it's already t- I know you didn't know that. That's a, that is <laughs> yeah, good, though. Yeah, G- and I was a fan. I'm a fan. But Matt's already been I, I, I knew GCPD existed. Right. I read the Wikipedia about it once. Oh, did you? But oh, I, didn't know, okay. I didn't know that they did that that bit with the uh, cape. Nice. So yes. Not to reconsider. Yeah. All right, well, moving on to another segment, the yeah. comics I copped this week. Right, so did you uh, take advantage of Free Comic Book Day? I actually got to uh, Forbidden Planet right below Union Square. Sure. I got there about 1.30 in the afternoon, and there was nothing. They had a big sign up that said, all our free comics are gone. Right. So I felt like a gump. Wow. So that was my experience. What time did you go? One thirty in the afternoon. Wow. Yeah. No, you got to get up pretty early. But that's Forbidden Planet too. That's yeah. like the main. I, I kind of expected that, but then like I mean, uh, let's see. Last year for Free Comic Book Day, I was out in Maryland and I got there like five o'clock, and I still managed to get a bunch of comics. Because it was some small place in Maryland. Maryland. If yeah. You but some out of the way spot, you'd have gotten your pick. Of yeah. The litter. But instead, do they do they give out? Cool comics on free comic book day? They actually do. They give out a bunch of great comics. Uh, Marvel released a good comic, which I didn't read online because I couldn't find it at free comic book day, so I've read it for free online. Right, so it's still free comic book. Show them. Yeah, but it was uh, Infinity, written by um, Hickman, I want to say, who's writing the Avengers titles right right now. And he's one of my favorite writers right now. He's also writing Manhattan Projects, which is a fantastic book. I recommend everyone pick it up. But Infinity is about their big late summer crossover with starring Thanos, who most of you might know from the very end of the Avengers movie is the purple guy who you all said, who the fuck is that? And this is Thanos' plan in Infinity. They haven't revealed his plan in the first issue, of course, but 
he has a new crew that he's rolling around the universe with, and he's kicking ass and taking names. And that was pretty much all that happened in the first issue of Infinity. So it was good, you know, worth worthwhile for free comic book day. But and also, so th- wait, was this leading into the, or is this the beginning of their big? This crossover? this is the big. This is their big. This is Marvel's this is big summer late summer crossover. Right. Like right now, they're still wrapped up in Age of Ultron, which right. I'll get to in a second. But Infinity will be their big late summer event, and I think it's built to hype up Thanos. So when Avengers two exactly. and yep. Guardians of the Galaxy and all these other things that are right. coming around, and like I said, it also ties into the two Avengers titles written by Hickman as well, which are really excellent books. I have to recommend that. I think I've talked about them before on the show, but the two titles by Hickman are great Avengers titles and some of the best books Marvel is putting out right now. Hickman's basically become one of my favorite writers right now. Him, I mean, just him doing Avengers and Manhattan Projects, great work. And like I said before, another Age of Ultron issue came out this week. And in this issue, we get to see what happened to the future after Wolverine killed Hank Pym in the past. Right. And I saw something online where um, Bendis had written down, like, a whole list of events. I saw that. That would be yep. affected by yep. Hank Pym's death. And it is enormous and ridiculous. It was, ridiculous. like, 20 pages. Yeah. It was, and, and this print is really small. Oh, it's... Like, it was so many things. Yeah. Each thing begat another. Another thing. And, no know. vision being created. Right. And thus vision doesn't do this. So Scarlet Witch doesn't have those babies. Babies. Yeah, the I babies. Mean, so because she doesn't have the babies, she never has M-Day because right. she never loses the babies later right. on. So just, I mean, it was very well dope, very well written out. And I like that, that they went to that research. I mean, psychotic, psychotically well written Psychotically out. well written out. So then, um... This issue picks up with Wolverine and Sue Storm returning to the future to find out what the ripple effects of killing Hank Pym were. Right. And it is basically all fucked up. There's no Ultron. You know, Ultron doesn't appear in this issue, really. But the future seems to have been taken over by um, Tony Stark. Instead of Ultron, right. now you have a totalitarian. Is that the right totalitarian? word? A totalitarian. Yeah, totalitarian a, a, Tony. A, yeah, a, a totalitarian Tony. Yeah. I like that, yeah. Wow. With, with a bunch of, like, he has a bunch of shield-type helicarriers right. fighting around New York City, floating around New York City. And then the Avengers, I mean, uh, Sue Storm and Wolverine get um, noticed by a team who I think call themselves the Defenders in this uh, world. And they don't seem to be, they seem to be working with Tony, but not exactly working with Tony. Like, Tony seems to be the big, you know, big brother right. over this whole world. And the Defenders are seem to be like, well, we'll do what he says, but he's kind of evil. So we're just going to, you know, do what we got to do. But the Defenders are, in this version, or at least what you see, are some people that you might know from the regular comments, like Cyclops. But in this one, Cyclops has lost an arm and has a robot arm, so now his name right. is Cable, right. like okay, his son yeah, would be. Of course, exactly. Uh, the Wasp seems to be Cyclops' girlfriend in this, and she's not the Wasp. She's not Janet Van Dyne? No, she's Janet Van Dyne, but she's gotten the powers of Captain Marvel, because her name, at least, they list her as Captain Marvel. Right. Like, all the heroes, seen, you know, you see, you see the thing... But he's kind of pockmarked up, but he's still the thing. So it's like you see, like this future has been rough on these heroes, right, basically. Right, right. So you're getting the kind of feel like that came about from the Age of Apocalypse crossover sure. back in the day. Yep. And so now you have an Age of Ultron, and you're starting to see the you know fucked up future feel. But the Defenders confront um, Invisible Woman and Wolverine. They have their own Wolverine. You know, th- that timeline so version re- of it. They, they recognize each other, each other? and they yeah. they accept that they're who they are. Right. 
And right when they're all figuring it all out, Tony Stark and a bunch of Iron Man robot whatnot show up to arrest everyone. And that's where it ends. And that's where it ends. Right. So, so I'm surprised the Sentinels aren't. I mean, I guess it's not a specific anti-mutant thing. No, but just no, the idea of giant giant robots. robots would be, you know. But like I said, I, I'm I've actually, you know, I started off internet yeah, hating kind of negative, hating yeah. the series as it's gotten into the sixth. I think this is the seventh issue now. I've actually really started to like it. I tweeted that with this issue, I have no idea how Brian Michael Bendis is going to wrap it up in the next three issues. And he actually retweeted me and said, well, you really won't know how I'm going to wrap it up after I read the Nets issue. Right. So he seems to be introducing even more plot elements in the Nets issue. But, you know, I can't lie, Bendis, you know, you've proven me wrong. I'm actually excited to see how this all ends. And there's supposed to be a very big twist ending at the end of this that's going to change the Marvel Universe that only three people working at Marvel know the ending. Right. So I'm I'm really excited to see how it ends now. I can't lie. Shout out to Cal because he said stick with it too. And... You know, I did, and fuck, uh, you got me, Bendis. Yeah, my my only hope is not it, it's not what is the twist. It's it's if that whatever happens out of this does resonate. Like it's not like they're gonna undo the change six months from yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, and that happens sometimes, and you get real, like you get into something, you're like, holy shit, they killed so and so, and then you know, a year later they bring them back, and uh, you know, you always want that whatever change they do, you can accept, but you want the change to stick. Well, I mean, it's highly doubtful because these are big corporate comics and they have to sell movies and lunchboxes no, and everything true. else. But I still do want to see how this ends up, how it wraps up. Right. What this big secret ending is. I mean, the, is. The, 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 you know, there's a re- you know, Hank Pym wasn't in any of the in the Avenger. You know, I mean. Uh, yeah, you really don't need Hank know, Pym so for a movie. Yeah, you know? can stay dead. He can stay dead for ten years. You know. <laughs> well, wait till they do that Ant Man movie. Ah, damn! Yeah, yeah. that is right. Ant Man is coming in. 2016? Oh, they are doing it, man. Yeah, yeah they're already okay. doing it, man. I was joking. Oh, yeah, no. no, they are doing it. Yeah, Ant-Man. Simon Pegg is already attached to the rep. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, no. It's All coming. Right. So then they then 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 he's not staying no, dead. No, he's not staying dead. Highly right. unlikely. Yeah. Oh well. Well, um, I hate to move on to a sad note right now, fan bros, internets, but this week we lost Harry Ray Harry Housen. Harry Housen. Right. So and you know him from Clash of the Titans, which I also know him. Yeah, from. he's uh, for the internet who don't know him. Ray Harryhausen is one of the greatest stop motion animators, animators, and, and directors, designer, yeah. designers, special effects mavens yeah, so, of all time. So he is sort of like a I, I would compare him to like Stevie Wonder in the sense that there's rock guys who listen to Stevie Wonder, there's rappers who listen to Stevie Wonder and are influenced. Not just listen, yep. but rappers are influenced by him, rock guys are influenced by him, jazz artists are influenced by him, soul singers are influenced by him. And that's what Ray Harryhausen has influenced all the com- the comic book creators or the comic books that we read, the uh, you know George Lucas, the Steven Spielberg, you know he did the Sinbad movies and Jason and the Argonauts, which has a very famous uh, skeletons fighting Battle. sequence. Yep. The original Clash of the Titans, yeah. folks. If you've never, if you've only seen the Clash remake and the Wrath of the Titans right. yeah, sequel, no, you want to them joints is terrible, folks. Yes. Go back. Clash of the Titans as a kid is one of those movies that just messed my head up as a kid. Like, I just wasn't ready. To, and the effects are a big part of that because you see, you know, you get to see the the the, griff, Kraken. the Kraken. Yeah. I mean, come on, the Kraken, yeah. the Medusa's head yep, being yep, chopped yep. off, and Perseus holding 
the head up and yep. turning the crack in the stone. It's it's a classic movie, and none of it would have been possible right. without the genius of Ray, Ray Harryhausen. Yeah, so it's uh, you know it's a sad day, but I mean, was, my man was, was ninety two. Exactly. You know, he lived a full long yep. life. He'll forever be remembered. Right. You know, his work stands. He did uh, he did a movie in the seventies called The Valley of Guanji, which is the only movie that I know of that features cowboys and dinosaurs. Wow! So he was doing that kind. Well of worth thing. that's something. Yeah. I, you know, how can you beat that? Cowboys and and dinosaurs. All those, you know, beasts from twenty thousand fathoms, like all of those monster, you know, all the best monsters were him, and all the, you know, the the special, the the the, all of the special effects artists basically sort of learned from him. Yeah, definitely. He's I mean, the the dude that it all, but and he just had an influence on comics, on film, on you know, guar, you know, like anybody, <laughs> uh, you know, who who has anything to do with any of that stuff has been influenced by Ray Harryhausen and. You know, now he's gone. Yep. So never be another. Right. Well, that's. Um. You know. Uh. Now. Now with digital stuff, you know, there'll be someone. There'll be someone to. You know, the next. The next Ray Harryhausen. Listen, I got a bone to pick with Ray Harryhausen. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh. He's dead. Remember this. Right. Yeah. So now. Now I can. Uh. I don't freely have to... bash him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now I'm not gonna have to hear hear his bullshit. <laughs> How come he makes this this excellent movie? Uh, remember the Titans, right. and the second is such a fucking departure. <laughs> Where are these characters I know and love? <laughs> like this is like in the fucking wire when when they st- you know they switch it up. Nah, I want to see the cast from the first season. I don't care about the fucking doc. So, Fuck so, you, Sabacus. So you're, you're wondering why these football players suddenly started battling Greek Like, did, did they start juicing? Like, what, what? What? I mean, I guess they already were juicing. What happened between those two movies? That's, and also, Ben, no kids are fucking buying lunchboxes anymore. I just want you to know that. Damn. That shit, huh? that shit that, stopped, that's like... That's why they're collectible. 50 years ago. Because no one I'm not 50, though. I had a lunchbox. You were you were with those construction workers sitting on one of those yeah. fucking <laughs> overhead scaffold eating your lunch right. pail. Working during so the did, Great Depression, did, did copying comics onto silly putty. Did you have a lunchbox, man, Raz? Uh, yeah, I probably had some yeah. kind of a lunchbox. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I, I probably, honestly, I probably would have had. I'm thinking it would have been for me a TMNT. I, mean, I knew it. I was right. about to say. Um, yeah. and you know, I can't discount there might have been a Darkwing Duck. Right. Hey, that's a good ass lunchbox. Darkwing Duck yeah. is cool and yeah. probably worth a lot of money if you if, if you still have it or if you're, you got it in the attic uh, somewhere. I do. Do you think the value of that turkey sandwich is in this gone up? Right now, that I couldn't tell. You. My question is: They had a Dallas the TV show lunchbox. Did mm. Dallas Penn rock that? Like, did he walk around <laughs> with the lunchbox from Dallas the TV show? I can tell you this: I once had a plastic uh, Transformers lunchbox. My parents got in a fight. I'm not sure if my dad threw it at my mom or my mom threw it at my dad. All I know is they ducked, it shattered against the wall. That was the end of that Transformers lunchbox. See, that, they should they should have bought you a new one. They did. Yeah, they okay. bought me a new metal Transformers right. lunchbox. That if I had indestructible. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And they couldn't <laughs> throw it at each other. But if right. I had that to this day, that would be worth some money. But I don't. Ah, well. Right, more so. than meets the eye. <laughs> yeah, and, and parents right. r- rage. Anyway, one last RIP to Ray Harryhausen. Yep. Who had nothing to do with Remember the Titans? No, but, but Titans. Jason, uh, you, know, you know what? I'm I'm gonna uh, with Voyage with his passing. Back. I'm gonna I'm gonna let him live. We're gonna bury this issue. Right. All right, thank you. In the coffin with Ray Harryhausen. Yeah. So let's get a moment of silence. Yep.
Yeah, all righty. There you go. Thank you. Well, that's about it for this week's episode of Fan Bros, I Fan think. Fan Bros. Right? Yeah, Anything I think else? that's it. Um, thanks a lot for holding it down last week. And, oh, uh, you're welcome. I, I, I plan to be back next time, and uh, we, got some, we might have some surprise guests Oh, for we got you. some big special guests coming up in right. our next few weeks, you know, but I'm not going to say anything about that just yet. Uh, one last time, the main question of the week, what house do you think is going to win the Game of Thrones? Um, who who would be a good replacement Iron Man? Definitely, my vote is for James Franco, and uh, and my vote is for Don Cheadle. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, I'm gonna go with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Looper, yeah, you can... <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, I would try. You know what? Honestly, I should have reversed that because Shia LaBeouf was more sacrilegious to say. Yeah, yeah definitely. No, Shia... You you Gordon could almost is, entertain is, the yeah. idea of that happening. Yeah. yeah no, I. I All right. Shia okay. LaBeouf. Okay. Okay. Nick Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jaden Smith. Um, <laughs> no, nah, nah, but but the other thing is, I think, uh, are, are we going to uh, try to keep doing these Netflix and uh, movie yeah, recommendations absolutely. going forward? Yeah, yeah, so let us know. Someone did get back. I got to say, I went on the Combat Jack show, and I, I really recommended Underbelly, which is also on Netflix, but I recommended that on, uh, on Combat Jack. I didn't want to recommend the same show. Anyway, let us know what you think of Continuum, Blue, uh, Blue Collar, or Underbelly, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep uh, making recommendations, and you can let us know what you think. Yeah. All righty. So that's about it for this week's episode All of right. Fan Bros. Tune in, rate, subscribe on iTunes, all that good stuff, and catch us right back here next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Last fan bros ever. Wesley Snipes is free. Fan